Joining me today on this week's episode of Sydney Chill is May Manning, who is a professional editor. I always knew that I wanted to get into film. Like my, ever since I was in middle school, I've always had a um, a more mature view on film than a lot of the people that I was with. Uh, like when everybody was crushing on Justin Timberlake, I was crushing on Ray Liotta because <laughs> I was the only 13-year-old who has ever seen the movie Goodfellas in that time. And uh, so I always knew that I wanted to get into film and then I, I never knew exactly what it was that I wanted to do, like what department I wanted to go into. Um, I just knew I didn't want to act. And uh, I've never really been a good writer. I can't create something out of nothing like a lot of people uh, can do. And I just said, I can't do that. And then I just kind of pieced together that it was editing that I've, that pulls the most from me emotionally with film. And uh, so I found that out and decided to pursue that, you know, because I just, I figured I would be really good at it because it's something that I felt like I knew really well. And even though I didn't even edit anything, I still felt like I would be really good at this job. So did you go to film school or did you study or yourself taught? How did you get going with, with editing and, um, and what got you started, like actually doing it? Um, I did not go to film school or anything like that. Uh, what started was really I just got some editing software and I taught myself. Um, what got me in the industry, though, was I actually, you know, I became a single mom. It was very unexpected. So I knew that the film industry was really competitive and it would take up the majority of my time. So I, I basically just, I kind of packed away my dream of being a film editor and uh, started, you know, bartending and doing that stuff. But I edited music videos on the side and I would post them on YouTube and um, a producer saw them and decided to give me a full-time job. So that's, that was my first in on it. And I, I guess I just really, I know I just got lucky, but um, I think that it's my ability to constantly want to find ways to be involved in the post-production community and the film community here in Atlanta, the local scene and all that stuff. And also editing, as far as I'm concerned, as much as filmmaking is a team effort, I feel like editing is, is quite a hard thing to do with more than one person. Have you ever worked on a project with someone like sat next to you as you're editing or do you like to be working alone? And, you know, tell me about like you, what your workflow is like. Um, the first, actually the first, uh, cause you know, like I said, I didn't go to school for, for film or for editing or any of that. So I don't really know the, like the industry standard. I don't know the correct way of doing things. The best I can do is just to learn from my experiences and, you know, um, uh, keep reading <laughs> really is, uh, learn how it's properly done in post. And, um, the first job I ever got on was, um, 
a 12 episode long web series and the director i i never met the director and he, he never came into the room never sent me feedback never anything and that was the first thing i ever cut so that was the first um i guess that was the first takeaway from how i thought that's the way things were in post. Like the director never comes into the post room until, yeah, that because you know that was that was how I thought it was. And I, every time I would see, you know, I was like, I thought it was strange that directors would go in there with the editor. I was like, well, that's a little weird. Like, I don't know. It's just very different. But um, and then my last, the last thing that I cut, the one of the best things I think I ever cut was um, Dice Lords, and it's a six-episode-long web series. It's very visual effect-heavy, but um, the director spent so much time with me in post. I mean, we cut, we recut, we experiment. I mean, we pulled all-nighters in mm-hmm. the editing bay sometimes, and that that experience was awesome. I mean, I loved having that guidance, and I think that that whole experience is having that time in post with the director is what made dice lords like the the thing that i think is the best thing i've ever edited what do you cut with what software do you like to use i use uh, adobe definitely so um use adobe and then i color outside of resolve i'm trying to teach myself avid but i kind of Every time I open it, I kind of get really overwhelmed in the user interface, but I'm trying. <laughs> what's your process like for when you get a load of footage in for a job? And what's the starting point or how do you find your starting point? Um, well, first starting point is always like rename an organization, um, both inside and outside Premiere. Like first I'll rename and organize any footage that's given to me um just so that like i don't i i I think it might actually be easier to just do it once inside premiere but i actually like to do it both inside and outside just in case if something is changed to the outside stuff like my media doesn't go all crazy whenever i open premiere and it's like you need to relink stuff and i'm like ah so i just i kind of I do that, and um, but I guess it, it really depends on the the type of project, of course, to as far as where I would start. Um, like right now, I'm cutting. Uh, right now, I'm cutting a uh, a like a set from a concert that was recorded with five different cameras and I my first step was to link all of the multicams which thank god premiere has like the easiest possible way to do that with their multicam sequence <laughs> so um you know and then uh for um narratives and for like web series and stuff once I have everything all organized and I'm ready to start cutting like an episode I'll hopefully <laughs> Um, reference the director's storyboards that would usually be my first as well as actually you know what I'll say pulling selects would probably be my first move Um, I would 
dedicate like a a sequence to just selects and just spent all day just pulling the selects that way. I know that for Dice Lords, that was the first time I ever did that. And it was so much easier for the director for whenever he would come in and see my revision and he would say something like, I'm pretty sure we got a different take of him doing that. I would just pull up all of the selects that he was talking about, reference the quick four takes that they actually took that way he would pick out his favorite one. That was that was really awesome workflow for that one. What are some of your favorite films that just make you go, you know, wow? Um well, uh my favorite types of movies, <laughs> my favorite types of movies are um like post-apocalyptic kind of stuff. I really enjoy watching those but not just like, uh, you know, typical doomsday, just the whole world's gone to crap and we need, you know, the Kate Beckinsale lookalike to save the day. Not just that stuff, but I really like filmmakers' unique perspective on things. Like one of my top five favorite movies ever is Snowpiercer. Have you ah, seen that one yet? I saw it uh, last year. Oh, I love it. I, I, think I've, I think that is like the most watched movie for me ever that one in like probably Shawshank Redemption just because it's really easy to watch but you know um Snowpiercer I just I don't know if I can't remember the last time I watched a movie and immediately watched it again like two more times <laughs> and uh I did enjoy it I thought it was it was a really strong film it was uh, and it's on so, it can be seen on so many different levels um i didn't watch it yeah. straight away afterwards after seeing it but it was certainly a film that had me thinking about it after i'd seen it which to me is they make the best movies um i refer to when i first saw fight club i hate, i absolutely mm -hmm. hated it i thought that was terrible and then I found a week later, I was just thinking about this move that annoyed me and offended me. And then I watched it again. I was like, actually, it's quite good. And then I watched it again. So actually, it's genius. And now it's actually now in like top 10. But regards to films where I had repeat viewing of them, the most I've seen one movie at the theater was, um, was Interstellar. And that's a three hour movie. Oh, yeah. But it, yeah. it just <laughs> blew my socks off. Um, and it was, yeah, it was one of those films where I watched it and then other people said, oh, thinking about going to see Interstellar. And I'd be like, yes, please. Um, <laughs> I had loads of different friends who wanted to see it. Um, and it was just, it just blew me away. And one friend, she said to me at the end of it, she said, that, that wasn't a movie, that was an experience. And it's like, that, that to me sums that, that movie up best. I like movies where they make you, you know, you gotta have a bit of thought, and they they leave something with you. And I watched one this week called Blue Jay, which I highly recommend. Um, Blue by, Jay. It's by written by Mark Duplass, and um, oh, I love him. It's and it's starring him as well. And it is if you like him, you will love this movie. It is just the cinematography is gorgeous and. You know, the story is a very, very simple story, but it's so well done. I think it'll probably be in my top five of the year. I just thoroughly loved it. It was great. Wow, okay. D do you know, um, I watched a movie, 
I just, it was one of those just stumbled upon type of movies, you know, on Netflix where it was just like, I guess I'll watch this. Um, it was one that he was in is decently recent, but it's uh, the one I love. Do you know if he wrote that one at all either? I don't know if I he mean, wrote it, but I loved it. It was I so clever. I loved it too. It was so good. Yeah. I don't want to give any, anything away about that movie. It's mm-hmm. just worth watching. He does these really quirky indie films. Um, have you seen Safe to Not Guaranteed? Yes, I did see that. Yeah. I agree. He is a great actor. That's one of my all-time favorites. I, there was something about that movie I just totally fell in love with, and it was the whole sci-fi, time travel, romance. Are there any uh, specific editors you aspire to that you you look at their work and think, man, they are they are talented? I'm a huge William Hoy fan. He's amazing. And but um, uh, so he did well as far as Zack Snyder's concerned. He did Watchmen three hundred. Uh, he did Sucker Punch for him. So basically, when you think about William Hoy, you think about speed ramps. Okay. <laughs> if you think about those three movies, you're like, there's a lot of really cool, dope, like slowed down, quickly speed up shots. You know, yeah. a lot of speed ramps going on. But um, he he did. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, oh. which, yeah, the editing was actually really good for it. Um, and he did, his most recent one he did was uh, the Pan movie, like for Peter Pan, his oh, Pan. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I read an article because I was so furious about Batman vs. Superman <laughs> that I was like, you know, what, what, what went wrong? And William Hoy actually he turned down Batman vs Superman because he was doing Dawn of Planet of the Apes, and I was like, "Well, thank God for that." <laughs> yeah, so, but um, I don't really. I wouldn't say that I'm aspiring to be like him, like because uh, he's definitely got a unique style. When you think about, you know, those three Zack Snyder movies, mm-hmm. and when you think about like Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, he's just he's got a very specific style. Yeah. Uh, William Hoy does and I don't I don't really see myself cutting that style uh but he is my favorite as far as like editors who I would want to be more like um I I haven't really found one yet but I definitely think that I'm meant for dramatic editing yeah I definitely definitely think that um I haven't gotten my hands on anything like that yet yet (laughs) but i'm always searching for it so what's the ultimate ambition with with what you're doing what's the what's the dream project anything would be to uh cut a feature film that's like a dramatic feature film like almost like if i was the editor for the one i love you know like (laughs) that would be great (laughs) that would be something that would be like the dream project (laughs) but I can't really recall if it had really standout editing or not. But um, that's the thing with editing, isn't it? You don't notice it. Like you, if good editing, you don't notice it. You're just drawn into the film. Um, and, you know, I will, I will go on, you know, binge watches of say David Fincher movies and think I'm just going to study the movie. And, you know, I'll start watching, for instance, the game. And then like 10 minutes in, I'll be like, right. I'm not going to just study it. 
my brain is enjoying this and I'm just going to watch yeah. it. And it's, that to me is a sign of a, of a really good editor, the one who just, you just don't notice their work. Not only that, but David Fincher himself is a fantastic editor. Like one of the greatest, well, one of my favorite film trailers of all time was the one that he cut himself or a uh, girl with a dragon tattoo, which is like... Did he cut that himself? Yeah! I did not know yeah. that. That's why that's, that's why I was like, oh, man, that's I have so much more respect. Because, you know, sometimes as an editor, you know, you've got your tropes with directors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's the same with, the, you know, just anybody in the industry has got little, little niches about other people that they work with. And... Uh, and I definitely have my skeptical opinions about directors, but when a director is also so damn talented at yeah. editing too with that, I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, you're great. <laughs> you're great at everything. It's, it's all down to how a scene feels. You just can't, you can't teach the feeling of something. You just know when it's right and when it's wrong. Um, it's like intuition. No, yeah, and that's why I feel, I don't know, that's uh, I would also use the the word intuition or just weird feeling just to describe how even though I haven't cut a like a drama yeah yet like I've I've really just been a comedy editor up to now um I I know that I would be good at it <laughs> I, I don't know it's weird feeling you mentioned about David Fincher editing the Dragon Tattoo trailer mm-hmm. did he cut together the trailer for the social network well which are you talking about the um the one where okay yeah no i remember i know exactly what trailer you're talking about that trailer was fantastic i don't i don't think so but i know that that was another kirk baxter uh is that kirk baxter worked I think on his own for social network. And the only time that he worked with two editors was for dragon tattoo, which actually won for best editing. Oh, wow. I can't remember. Um, That's one of my favorite trailers, the social network, just the way they got that music and it was, it was just so of its time. It was perfect. It made a film about Facebook. Look, I want to see this because before I saw the trailer, I thought, why is he making a film about the story behind Facebook? And then you see the trailer and you're like, that's exactly why he's making it. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I, I'm i not going to lie. I mean, I had the exact same thing. I'm like, I don't, why would I even want to see a movie about, <laughs> I don't even care to see that, but I'm so glad I did <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> Do you find you watch um, like movies and TV shows and, end up studying the editing to like improve your skills or I don't know I'm I don't really well when I watch that I don't go out of my way to uh find like well edited films just so that I can you know learn different techniques or anything I um I will point out and appreciate editing if it's if it's like good editing if it's there or I'll even you know uh walk away learning something or uh, wanting to practice something that'll help me out later. But um, like I learn best off of example, um, like uh, like back to Dice Lords when I was cutting the first episode, it's just basically a long table 
table talking sequence. Um, and for some reason I could just not nail the pace that the director was wanting. So I was like, after recutting it maybe four or five times, I was like, okay, how I don't, you're going to have to give me an example. And he told me to go watch a Gilmore girls episode. <laughs> and then I was able to cut it like perfectly how he wanted it with that constant back and forth and uh, talking over other people, you know, lots of veiled cuts, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I definitely walk away. If the movie's got good editing, I've learned something from it. Um, but Working in this industry, like I've only been in this industry for about two and a half, three years, and uh, I've started learning how to like appreciate different departments more and more. Like, um, like we went and saw that movie. Uh, have you seen Sicario yet? Yeah, I went and saw Sicario, and I just, uh, for the first time ever, really appreciated like the art direction and the production design for that for that movie. Because I don't know, it's just like the little details, like, um, like uh, I, it's not a spoiler or anything, but the um, the dad who smoked so many cigarettes, like the all of the cigarette cartons in the back, and how they never really explain why he smokes, but it's just the little details details that they add and uh the colors of his fingers and stuff like that i don't know it's just and i i would have never known that that was production design or like an art department thing without working in this industry in, in the past couple of years and being on set and seeing all that they get involved and in, all that they do and uh you know <laughs> i'll never forget the the first time somebody said um Somebody was trying to get me to watch, um, I can't remember, I think it was Spectre, and uh, that James, <laughs> but no, 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 it, excuse me, it wasn't, it was Skyfall, wrong one, um, it was Skyfall, and they, that particular person who was trying to get me to watch it was like, God, I love Roger Deakins, I mean, he, he is just the, the, that man can just make anything lit so beautifully, and the first thing out of my mouth was like, oh, so he's like a gaffer or what is, who's, who is that? And they're like, uh, no, uh, director of photography. I was like, so they do lighting stuff? <laughs> like, well, you know, just the, light the entire shot. But yeah, so I don't know. I'm always learning interesting things, but that was, that was one of the funniest conversations I had, but I learned something new, but now, I don't know. Now when I see incredible lightning, lighting techniques or lighting schemes, I know who to thank for it. So. Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite cinematographers is Wally Pfister. This probably points to my fandom of Christopher Nolan, but he did a lot of Christopher Nolan's films. It's funny. He started out working on adult movies <laughs> and I only know this from another uh, not a filmmaker, a film critic who absolutely loves his stuff. And he, he wrote about, I mean, basically said, you know, you make, used to make these like, you know, awful, like kind of drama, dramatic adult movies in the, uh, in the eighties, but they were the best shot adult movies. <laughs> and in fact, I think they might've been adult horror movies as well. Something along those lines. He then 
worked his way up and now he's you know i think one of the best cinematographers i really like roger deakins i think his stuff is great i felt sometimes you can get something that is like like overdone skyfall was the one and i haven't i've only seen a limited amount of james bond movies but skyfall was the one with that crazy intense intensely lit scene in like uh tokyo i want to say or something where okay i got it i got it yeah yeah i agree (laughs) you know the best bond films if you ever want to go scope them out are timothy dalton's and he only did two everyone will disagree with me everyone does disagree with me with that um because like timothy who like timothy dalton he was the best bond by far um and i'm not even a big bond fan but for me they were the um they were the good ones um do you watch many of these uh series box sets that i've just finished watching westworld um, i did too did you like it yeah. well i think yeah I, I mean i loved it um I got it got it it got me really into um opening credit sequences like opening title sequences. I actually read an interview today um about the inspiration and the the people who made that title sequence. I can't remember the company, but I know it's the same guy who did Daredevil's title sequence. Um and uh it was really that was, it was actually a really good interview. Um because they included all of the reference photos for the title sequence and they uh oh it was they got the same they got the guy who did that bjork music video with all the androids oh yeah um, that they makes got, sense because yeah. it looks like that doesn't it yeah yeah they got they got that guy to do it um but yeah may where can people see your work and and where can they uh connect with you um you know i started using Definitely Twitter is an awesome source of networking and, uh, you know, getting to know people. And so I'm, I'm definitely on there constantly. But as far as uh, seeing my work, um, you could, uh, I don't have a specific YouTube channel, um, but most of the stuff that I do for, um, the production company that I'm working for is uh, like the Gasm Media YouTube. It's uh, G-A-S-M Media. And if you just look that up on YouTube, basically all of the videos that I've done, I or all the videos that they've produced, I edited. And uh, you can also watch Dice Lords on there too, because I know I've brought Dice Lords up multiple times. Um, post chat, there's something you wanted to uh, promote? Oh, yes. Yeah, Um we started doing, we brought back post chat and post chat is a hashtag weekly on Twitter where, um, we bring on a guest, like in the industry, like, a like recently we've brought on a reality, a television reality editor, and we've had other editors join in on the conversation, being able to ask her questions. Uh, we also brought in one of the, one of the a great one was uh, the House of Cards editor. Uh, so we were able to ask him a lot about his workflow and, uh, you know, what it was like to uh, work on House of Cards. And then we have we bring back a lot of different guests. Like we've also, we brought in um, the uh, man who created Fitness and Post, and we were able to talk a lot about productivity and stuff. But, I mean, we, we do it Wednesday nights, every Wednesday. And it's, uh, 
all you need to do to participate is just um, hashtag postchat, and it starts 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's the one that I go off of. And uh, But it's just really informative and really awesome, and you get to network with post-production professionals and, you know, get new ideas and a lot of help and stuff. So but that's what we've been doing recently. Mate, it's always a pleasure speaking with you, and I appreciate your time. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. 